Uh-huh. I sure will. Good morning, everybody. Y'all listening to The Voice. Come on, dig me now. One and only Steve Harvey. Man, oh man, got a radio show. Yeah, I do. God's so big to me, man. I just have to tell you about it. I can't help it. It's rather obvious to me how big, how good God is. He's absolutely tremendous. He's off the chain. He on one. He be clowning. He be just showing out. Man, I'm just over here just on the receiving end. You know, uh, if you out there, start your mission today. Start your mission today. What are you waiting for? Why do we as people delay what we want or delay the process to begin what we want, our hopes, our dreams, our desires. Why won't you start your mission today? Why don't we all decide together that just individually, look, you listening, you got something that you've been dreaming about. You got an ambition of yours that's not yet fulfilled. You got goals you haven't accomplished yet. Everybody has them. Everybody's got them. Everybody's got something that's that's on the table that they haven't yet attacked yet. What are you waiting for? Start your mission today. Stop the procrastination now. The procrastination is only hurting you, yourself. If you got a goal, an aspiration, a dream, and you fall off track momentarily, you can get back to that. Because God knows where you left off. Now, you may have to accomplish a few more things since you stopped for a long period of time, but God know where you left off. You can get back on track. I, 
look, man, this dream of being on TV since I was a kid, it got off track now. It got off track. I just kept it as one of the dreams. And in some real dark moments when it looked like it wasn't going to happen, all I was hanging on to was just the hope that one day it could. But that's what faith is really about. Faith is the belief in things that you cannot see. But faith gives you the confidence to keep hoping, man. Sometimes it just keep hope alive. Sometimes, you heard Jesse Jackson say it, just keep hope alive. Sometimes, man, it's just the hope. I was hanging on the hope. And I'm talking about when it got real ugly and funky out there for me. When it looked like I wasn't going to ever make it. And all of the facts was in and everything pointed in the direction you're not going to make it. You done really messed up this time. Then I sat there and I just hung on to the hope. But man, that's what I'm saying. If you got a dream or an aspiration or vision or something, when you fall off track and you want to go get back in line, God holds your place. See, he held on to that for me. He knew I was off track and out of line. But he said, okay, here's where we stop. You want to be on TV. Now, when you get it together and you quit tripping and you come and you turn to me, I'm going to hold your place, put you back in line, then we're going to finish the journey. That took me a lot longer to get here than I wanted to, but then it was necessary because I needed all of them mishaps to happen to me along the way. So when I got on the radio one day, which I did not see coming, Steve Harvey got a radio show, y'all. That's why I say it every day. See, because of this radio show that I didn't see coming, now I have stories to tell. I got experiences to share. And I can tell you about me better than I can tell you about anybody. And I done been through enough where it's relatable, where enough people can go, man, that happened to me. Appreciate you saying that. That's what it was for. See, I get it now. See, at the time, though, I didn't, I didn't like what was happening to me. At the time, I was really in total disagreement with God on a lot of stuff he was pulling off on me. But in essence, I was really pulling it off on myself. But through his grace and mercy, he kept me through all of my mistakes, all my bad decisions, all my miscalculations, all my misfires, all the times I knowingly stepped out there and did wrong. He forgave me. He said, because, man, if you ever come to me, I have a plan for you that is going to be far and above. It will supersede everything you've ever dreamed of. That's what I did. I just got sick of me, good and sick of me, and I turned it over to God, and then God started working, and here I am today. Now, is he through with me yet? Nope. Have I arrived yet? Nope. But guess what? The journey is cool. You know, it's like I was talking to this young brother the other day, about comedy. He's a really good stand-up, you know, this young dude is really good. He said, man, what is this I feel every night before I go on stage? I don't know what it is. I just want it off me. I said, sir, listen to me, young, young dude. This thing that climbs on my back every night before I go on stage, I don't know what it is. It's got something to do with pressure. It's got something to do with anticipation. It's got a whole lot to do with the fear of falling. He said, what you mean by that? I said, every night I walk out on stage, it's like I'm about to go and step off a cliff. I said, it's a sickening feeling. He said, man, but you do so well. I said, that's because the parachute opens. I said, but I want you to understand something. When I first walk out there, it's just stepping off the cliff. Now, 
these jokes provide a parachute which slows my descent when I jump off the cliff and I turn it into a glide. And then I take the audience this way and I swing them back over to that way. We might swing out to the Colorado Rockies. We may go down to Miami with this joke. We may take it on out to LA. And I just swing back and forth till I land softly. The crowd cheers, the night is over with. I said, but it's been too many nights though when I walked off that cliff and I pulled the cord and the parachute didn't open. I said, nah, I'm just free falling out there for 30 minutes. Ain't no jokes working, ain't the parachute didn't open. I said, so see, that's what it's like for me. And then you know what I found out? If you done walked off the cliff in life and you ain't got no God in your life, it's like not having a parachute. You step off the cliff and you just free falling. Now see, we all, now that fall gets you closer to the grave, right? See, we all heading to the grave from the moment we're born. But the cool thing about a relationship with God is when you step off the cliff and you got God, he a parachute. You still going down, but it's a nice ride. And God just helps your, your descent appear more like a rise and more like a euphoric fall instead of not having no God in your life and you just walking off that cliff every day, free falling, ain't got no cord, you steady pulling, ah, you hollering the whole way because you messed around with yourself and ain't let God come into your life and provide a parachute for you. I would rather have a parachute since I got to jump every day than to not have one. God has been like a parachute for me. Ask me why, where that came from. I can't tell you, but like I always say, most good things that happen in my life that I can't explain, it's usually him. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. There it go. There it went. There it was. Him is again. One more. Get here. Look at that. Boy. Boy, you better say that. I decided just now that the urban qualities in me were going to excel, and I just let them go. Be about it. (laughs) You know what I'm saying. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. My name is Steve Harvey. The following people are members of the team. Shirley Strawberry. Oh, what are you talking about? Good morning. I don't uh, understand you. Yeah, we're going to just start right there with the good morning part. Don't even worry about the rest of that. Hi, Carla. Uh-huh. Good, good morning, Steve. What's up, crew? Uh-huh. Well, now, Junior. Uh, morning, Unc. I'm in here. What? Yeah. And, uh, and, and uh, food. Big doggy dog. I'm in the building, baby. Yeah. Okay, that I got. Yeah, yeah, Shirley, don't even worry about that earlier part. That was just okay. That was yeah. way too ethnic for you, obviously. <laughs> I was yeah. like, wait a minute. Yeah, I don't okay. like Good this morning. show. This is horrible. <laughs> so it is. Twenty years later, here I am. <laughs> yeah. Well, he is here. Still confused. Eighteen <laughs> years later, yeah. I'm still here. Yeah. <laughs> This is yeah, the 20th 15. year of the Steve Harvey Morning. Yeah, of the yeah. Uh, Steve Harvey Morning Show. We started 20 in years. Started yeah. in L.A. All right, big dog. Mm-hmm. Syndicated mm-hmm. to Dallas. Then that went back just to L.A. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then uh, uh-huh. they hired these people and said we're getting rid of him. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. 
Then they had to shut their whole damn station down. <laughs> and um, you know what? <laughs> I've Just been got rid of now. sometimes in my career. But the oh, thing yeah. about getting rid of me is when you when you when you get rid of me, not for I failed or anything, because you have nasty alternatives or, or motives, I should say. Uh-huh. You have to be very careful because I happen to be, as are millions of others, a child of the most high. Mm-hmm. And Amen. so when you come to handle me, in the words of Bishop T. D. Jakes. You gots to be careful how you handle me. <laughs> you gots to be Man. careful, cause you 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 don't, you don't, see you see you think it's just me, but it it never is. Hello, and oh, so that's right. everybody that's ever done me wrong, and 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 gotten rid of me for an unjust cause or an evil motive, all of them, every last one of them, I watched mm. it all go awry. So mm. we are celebrating right, twenty huh? years of. How you like me now? That's how my grandma used to say it. What what uh what Mike Jones used to say? What'd he say? Back then, didn't know me. Now I'm hot, y'all on me. Huh? Come on. Back then, didn't know me. Now I'm hot, y'all on me. Yeah. And 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 and, and who said this? Uh how you like me now? All right, listen, coming up in 32 minutes after the hour, what product or brand reminds you of your childhood home? Think about that. We'll talk about it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, here's a question. What product or what brand reminds you of your childhood home? All right, here's an email from T from New Orleans. It says, hey, morning crew. Every time I see the Quaker oatmeal bottle, the box, uh, I think of my mom's house when I was a kid. She always had a box of it on top of our refrigerator. When I go to visit my pop's house, he always had a box of Frosted Frosted Flakes cereal in his pantry. In fact, uh, he probably does right now. What brand or product did your childhood home always have in stock? Hmm. I got a bunch of uh, them. I knew it. Ready for me? Uh, you want good like memories? what? Yes. Like what, Steve? You go first. Like Comet. Comet. Okay. Yes. Oh, yes. Comet. Comet. That green-ass Comet. little can of Comet with the peel-off top with the eight holes in the top. Yeah. yeah. Sprinkle it yeah. in and wash all your sinks and your bathtub out. But let it sit, mm-hmm. though. Let it sit yeah. for a minute. Let, yeah, yeah, let it till it yeah. change colors. <laughs> Tell you mm-hmm. nothing. Ain't open up refrigerator mm. while seeing an open box of Arm and Hammer baking soap. Yes, sir. Yes. 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 Take us yes. back. Same right. box yeah. for a whole year. Can you want me to keep mm-hmm. taking you back? Sitting still on that. your what? stove. That uh-huh. Maxwell or Folgers coffee can mm-hmm. with the yeah. grease in it. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. Yes, uh-huh. sir. Yeah. It's real thick. Mm-hmm. Memories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the in the bathroom, Crest toothpaste. Uh oh. Uh-oh. Yes. Oh, oh, you were Crest yeah. people. Okay. No, we wasn't really yeah. Crest. We were Vulgate. Yeah, yeah, we had that too. We we was whatever was uh-huh. on sale, people. But, but, you but, better talk. But, okay. <laughs> but, yeah. but, but can, I, can, yeah. I, can I jump in here and say this, though? Oh, oh yeah, well, well that one more toothpaste, oh. though. Ultra bright. What? I thought that was just the greatest thing. <laughs> Go ahead, Tommy. <laughs> okay. Ultra bright. If, if, if we ran out of that toothpaste, 
Then we go to that mm-hmm. fridge where that bacon soda would and go in there and get yes, that. Sir. Yeah. And yes, dip sir. that toothbrush oh, yeah. in there. Yeah. That's nice. I actually brush yeah. my mm-hmm. teeth better with bacon. So. Hello. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. How about this? Come on. Tide laundry detergent. Tide. Yeah. Tide. Yeah. Tide. Had to have some Tide. Wash it. Wash it. Ivory. Yeah. That's washing ivory. powder too, Sherry. That ain't mm-hmm. that liquid. That's washing powder. No, yeah, we yeah, had yeah, that's fab, right. That's right. Fab and Oxidol. He's so loud. In the big blue box, a damn fab. <laughs> but you didn't. Mm-hmm. Did you have ivory soap though? Did you have ivory soap to take your bath? I yeah. dial. Dial. Yeah, or you dial. had dial. What? Dial. We had ivory. We had Woo. ivory. Yeah, we had ivory soap. Yeah, we, it floated in the water. Ivory. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's go in the bathroom. And up underneath okay. that counter, it's a little red can got some grease in it called Royal Crown. Huh? You better mm-hmm. tie. What? All your scalp uh-huh. with that what? right there. Yeah. That's how I yeah. got my hair pressed. Blue, blue magic. Yeah. We're in the bathroom. We're in the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah, we're in the bathroom. Scott's single ply. Hard One Scott. You had to be careful wiping yourself with that damn single ply. Man, I can't tell you how many times I misjudged it. And I pushed my finger. Get off the way. Okay, okay. we get it. Yeah, we got it. Yeah. We got the single ply. Single ply. My daddy yeah. loved that. Boy, you get a thousand sheets. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. my that god. Was my aunt's Wait, do y'all remember AIM toothpaste? Yeah. AIM toothpaste. Yeah. 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 AIM. Uh huh. The strike yeah. toothpaste. Yeah. AIM. Yeah. yeah it was strike. Uh-huh. Gleam. Uh huh. I got one with for deodorant. you. Okay. Oh, okay. Go. Here that we go ahead. bottle that hung on the back of the door looked like a hot water bottle Hello. with a tube on it. Yes. And a spray yeah. nozzle. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Boy, me and my nephew yeah. got the ass whooping our life one time. I, we feel that I my bet. mama had went odd. Uh, and we found it on the back of the door. We'd always wonder what it was. So we put water in it. And we found God. out that it's that the water squeezed through them little holes on that white tip. So we chasing each other around the house. Shooting. Oh like water guns. Squirting each other. Okay, then he fill up the bag. And it was my time to hide. Yes. And then he'll have it under his arm. My mama came in that house. My mama said, there's all this vinegar in here. Oh, God. Now, we didn't even know. We didn't know nothing about no vinegar smell. She said, what is all this vinegar I smell in this house? Now, we saw my, oh, that ain't us. Cool. We were squirting water. Well, we sat there. My mama got to doing the math and went back in there and touched that hot water bottle with the holes on it. And boy, uh-huh. we got <laughs> our ass beat. And then, so beat. we didn't even know why we got beat. And then my brother was talking to us. Told you what it was, didn't he? Hey, man. Yeah. Let me ask you something, Steve. What, what did you and Al in that grab mama's hot water bottle for me? He said, no, nah, we was playing water gun with it. He said, boy, you know what that, that? is? See right there. Yeah, no, I don't know what it is. <laughs> he said, that's a ladies' bag. <laughs> and then I said, I don't, what, 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 cause I'm clueless. Yeah. What you mean it's a lady's bag? <laughs> That's a douche bag. Uh. Really? Still, I'm clueless. <laughs> 
Boy, <laughs> when my damn brother told me what that bag was for. You wanted to shower, didn't you? Man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm shooting water in my mouth. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm firing full blast. I got the bag under my arm, mouth wide open. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. That's oh, what I said. That's God. when I first found out. I said, well, that water a little tangy in there. Wow. Oh, <laughs> oh, my God. Because, you, know, you know, they had a special solution they put in there, and you put vinegar in it, too. Oh, God. And that's... Can I, we know? And I had no idea. All right, we're moving on. Thank you, Steve. Uh, <laughs> coming up uh, next... Just fine. Your, your nephew... <laughs> Just my mouth clean as it's ever been. Oh my God. Right after this. <laughs> Jesus. Man. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour in entertainment news, Kobe Bryant memorial items pulled from eBay. Uh, in other news, the heiress to the Hot Pocket Sandwiches um, fortune, well, she's been sentenced in the college admission scandal. Plus, Miss Ann is standing by with today's national news. But right now, it is time for the nephew to run that prank back. What you got for us now? Early quarterback. Yes, Tommy. Quarterback sneak. Take a listen. Hello? May I speak to Candace? This is she. Hey, Candace, this is Tony. Are you Isaiah's mama? Excuse me? You Are you Isaiah's mama? Yeah, I am. Why? Who are you? My name is Tony. I'm DeAndre's daddy. DeAndre, they played on um, this past season. They played on the football team. They played on the um, on the Seahawks together. Okay, okay, but like, why are you calling me? Okay, I'm calling you for a particular reason. Let me tell you what's going on. This this whole past football season, your son Isaiah, he was a starting quarterback, right? Yeah, he's the, yeah, he's a starting quarterback. He works real hard. Like that's. Okay, let, let, let me let me go and say this. I already know that my son DeAndre is way better than your son Isaiah. I already know that. Excuse All right, now you? I ain't get to excuse you. No, I ain't no excuse me. I'm not gonna excuse myself about this. I've been waiting to get you on the phone so I can tell you exactly what's going on. Let me tell you something. When the, when the season come back around, when they get ready to play again, I'm telling you right now, my son DeAndre gonna be starting. Please know that. Trust me, I, I swear to you, I know what you did for your son. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me. You, you, who the f*** do you think you are calling me, telling me that your son is going to take my son's position on the team? How do you even have my number? I got, I got your number from a reliable source. One of the parents gave me your number. But what's like? What kind of mental problems you got calling my house, telling me about how your son is so? Your son is like not barely even on the team. He's not even starting. Okay, no, my son ain't starting. Okay, but he gonna be starting next year. Okay, but I know what you did for your son to be starting. Trust me, I know what you did, Candace. I didn't do anything. My son earned his position. So I mean, I don't, I don't really get what you're saying here. You're talking about talking some big game about your son taking my son's position. Like, first of all, I don't even know who you are. I don't know how you got my number. Like these, these, these are kids. It's not. It's really not that serious. Like they're kids out there having a good time, trying to play a game. Like I haven't seen you at a game. I don't know who I, I, you think. I don't know who the you think you are. Stepping up, being like my son is going to take your son's position. Like what kind of crazy are you? Okay, you're calling I, I, me out of nowhere. Out of the, you're calling me nowhere. Out of the clear blue. I'm just minding my business. My son is playing his game. Who the are you and why are you calling me? Like what? I, 
I ain't been to no games, but I'm gonna be there ne- on next season. I'll be there. Okay. Okay. Well, All right? I mean, you could try. You could try. You might not want to come because your son still ain't starting. Okay. But let's go on and get to the reason why I call you. I already know why your son started. Let's go on. Let's go on and be my real. My son is starting. What? What? No, my son is starting because he earned his position. He's the best on the team. He can okay. Like, you, you, your son you don't got no you, kind of arm. You saying that, Candace, but are you sure your son ain't starting because maybe you, maybe, you maybe you slept with Coach Bryant? What? Oh, wait, excuse you? Like, did you, did, you, did you sleep with Coach Bryant so your son could get that position? Did you do that? Your mama slept with Coach Bryant with her dry That's why your son ain't playing. Who the f*** do you think you are accusing me of sleeping with a coach? Hey, hey, I'm just, I'm just letting you know I know what you did for your You don't know s***. You don't know s***. You don't know shit. Okay, so 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 you you saying you ain't slept with Coach Bryant? That's what you saying? That, so yo, so Isaiah starting because he just because cause he they, they just picked him to start. You are f-ing crazy. First of all, you're gonna have to talk to my f-ing husband because these accusations are ridiculous and out of control. Like I don't know who the f-ing you think you are calling in the house accusing me of sleeping with the f-ing coach. My son earned his position on the team. He's like, what the? you think you are? You are straight bugging. Who is, who is your husband? Who is that? My husband is Curtis, who you don't know because you ain't never showed up for your own damn son. Okay, Curtis. Your, your husband named Curtis. Okay, okay. So I, I, I tell you what, I need, I need to talk to Curtis. Dude. That's what I need to do. Oh, you're going to more than talk to Curtis. You're going to catch some f***ing hands from Curtis with that mouth. Okay, all good. So 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 let me answer this here. You sound like Curtis that drives trucks? That Curtis? I'm talking about Curtis, my husband, in my house. You don't know who we are because you ain't never showed up. You ain't nobody. Your kid is nobody. This whole f-ing phone call is bull And you need to call back into whatever f-ing hole you came out of because I am not here for this f-ing. Curtis is a truck driver, right? Yeah, you lucky he ain't run your f-ing over yet. Oh, okay, okay. You're talking about Curtis. Now, 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 can I tell you something else that I done found out about Curtis? Can I tell you that? I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I kind of don't want to hear anything that comes out of your mouth at this point. Okay. Say your well, this is the last thing I'm going to say out of my mouth. Can I just tell you what I know about Curtis? You better make it quick. I'm going to make it quick. Curtis got me to prank phone call you. This is nephew Tommy Candace from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your husband, Curtis. Are you kidding me? <laughs> we on the radio right now? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not on right now, but you're going to be on in the morning, though. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Like, my heart is racing right now. I have to jump through the f-ing phone and tear off your throat. Are you f-ing kidding me? My husband put you up to this? Oh, your husband got me to call you, baby. He said, your son is amazing quarterback. I said, cool, we're going to do this. <laughs> Yo, you don't understand. My chest feels like a vice right now. I want to kick you in the Throw. Oh my God! <laughs> All right, Candace, it's 2020. You got to tell me one thing. What's the baddest, and I mean the baddest, radio show in the land? Steve Harvey in the morning. Ooh, oh my God, I'm f-ing sweating, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Quarterback sneak. She was not having it. Quarterback. Yeah. She was not having it. She had an attitude for yeah. real. Yes. Yeah. 
What? That's, yeah. that's a real mama right That's now. how you know her, her, her son good, because she got mad right off the uh-huh. bat. Uh-huh. <laughs> hold up, hold up. But then you know. said she slept Bro. with the coach. Slept with the coach. But your ragged-ass boy ain't even started. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, everybody know he ain't got no arm. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Oh, pretty bad. Oh, my goodness. He played some pretty bad. Somebody got to oh, do it, Carla. Somebody got to do it. And I'm doing it tonight. <laughs> I'm doing it tonight in the Bay Area. That's Pleasanton, California, baby. The nephew will be in town. It is Tommy T's Comedy Club. That's tonight, Saturday, and Sunday. Tickets on sale right now. Laying in the cut, I already told you. Dothan, Alabama. The nephew is coming March the 7th. And then March 14th, Montgomery, Alabama. I'm in the gump. Get your tickets. All Ticketmaster outlets. Stupid on the way. Stupid is on the way. (laughs) (laughs) He's right here with us today. Yeah, he is. And every day. (laughs) Right. (sighs) All right, nephew. Wait till wait till wait wait till the next hour. You're gonna be praying for me again. I ain't through. You think I'm through today? I got I got some more. Wow. Get some security. Solemn's all I'm you know, saying. All right, coming get, up. When he threatens you with his stupidity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Incoming. Coming up at the top of the hour, entertainment and national news right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up in 20 minutes, one of our listeners, or should I say former listeners at this point, is upset with the strawberry letter and uh, Steve's advice to a married couple uh, that were that was divided over politics, okay? So we'll get into that. We'll talk about it in about 20 minutes, about 20 minutes after the hour, okay? But right now, in uh, today's entertainment news, people are looking to make a buck off items from the Kobe Bryant Memorial on eBay, so they've been stopped. Oh. Uh, eBay is actively working to remove all the items from the site. I'm talking shirts, pins, programs, and other items from Monday's memorial service at the Staples Center. It, it hit uh, eBay this week. Uh, one extra-large shirt sold for like $2,025. Uh, multiple listings had disappeared from eBay over the past 24 hours, however. Now, this is according to eBay. They have a policy that prohibits the sale of merchandise images from profiting off of human tragedy or suffering, and they are notifying sellers. So, I mean, that's a good thing for eBay. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, Wow. That's crazy, right? That's sad, man. Over $2,000? But you all have to be smart, too, now. You kind of have to be smart. Um, What do you mean? What do you mean? where, Where did these people get this Kobe Bryant paraphernalia? You they know. are saying well, that the they programs, got it from the pro, from the memorial, the programs and all that. Yeah, uh, from the Staples Center, I'm sure. Yeah, the yeah, programs and all that stuff. I, I, see what, I see what Uncle Steve is saying. Though. <laughs> what? That's How what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. But they but can't sell it saying, anyway. Even, eBay is not going. to Yeah, even if it is, good. yeah, they're, yeah, they're not, yeah, you can't profit off human tragedy or suffering on e- not from eBay. <sighs> Well, good for eBay. Yeah, there's some, there's some I absolutely agree. There. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Well, in other news, uh, the heiress of the Hot Pockets fortune, guys, well, she's gotten five months in prison for her involvement in the college admissions bribery scandal. Her name is uh, Michelle uh, Janovs, Hanovs, uh, whose family invented the tasty sandwiches Hot Pockets 
Uh, you, you guys know Hot five Pockets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They sell Hot uh, Pockets in five. prison, too, at the commissary. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, she pleaded guilty to paying $100,000 to help sellers. her two daughters. Oh, is it? Is yeah, it Hot, Hot Pockets, Pockets is one of the top sellers at the commissary. <laughs> Mm, mm. That's why she's so rich, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, she paid $100 uh, to help her two daughters cheat on college entrance exams. $100? And agreeing to pay another $100,000. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah, she she agreed to pay another $200,000 for one of the girls to be set up to look like a beach volleyball recruit to get admitted to you USC. just bought the damn degree at this hey, point. Hey, but wait a minute. It didn't, I, yeah. wasn't, this, wasn't she the one, like the other girl... Pleaded guilty and, and took the lesser, right? And was only in there for two weeks and ended up doing three days. Fourteen yeah. days, Felicity uh-huh. Hoffman. Mm-hmm. Okay, but this uh-huh. one here decided she was going to fight it. Oh, this ain't this the one. Is no, you're the woman. This ain't the about one about Lori Laughlin. Yeah, you think about Laughlin. Yeah, you're thinking about Lori Laughlin. Mm-hmm. Okay. Her big... trial isn't come up till later this year. Yeah. She needed, I'm telling you right now, what well, she needed to pay attention. See, if you go in there to fight, you got five months. So, what's her name? Lori Laughlin? And get ass yeah. down there and cop a plea. They need to talk to black people about how to do this here. Cause see, yeah, how to get a plea yeah. deal a, done. A lot of, yeah, a they're lot still of, fighting it. Yeah, see, a lot of non-blacks, they don't understand how this system works. You need to talk to some black mm-hmm. people. Lord Laughlin need to call these people and cop a plea. Get yeah, ass them same two weeks, do them three days, cat ass home. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we got to move on now. Time for today's headlines. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss <laughs> Ann Tripp. Okay, thank you very much. That advice, uh, Steve, very good. This is Andrew with the news. You know, for the first time since the coronavirus has reported out of Wuhan, China last December, more of the new cases, get this, are being reported from outside China than inside. Uh, COVID-19, as it's called, uh, has most recently been reported in Algeria, Austria, Croatia, Switzerland, Italy, and Brazil. So in other words, it's now turned up on every continent except Antarctica. Also, Japan closed its elementary, junior, and high schools till the end of this month uh, in order to kind of guard against it and bring and make sure people are safe. Uh, worldwide, COVID-19 has infected more than 80,000 people. And aware of national as well as international fears, President Trump said yesterday that Vice President Pence will be in charge and that as far as the U.S. is concerned, we're at the ready. We're working with virtually every state uh, and we do have plans on a larger scale if we need it. We don't think we're going to need it, but, you know, you always have to be prepared. And uh, again, Congress is talking to us about funding and uh, we're getting far more than what we asked for. And I guess the best thing to do is take it. We'll yeah. take it. Trump had asked for like $2 billion. Uh, Republicans say, no, we need $4 billion. Democrats say, no, we need $8 million. $8 billion, rather. Former President Obama calling on all South Carolina television stations to stop running an ad put together by a pro-Trump super PAC. It's an ad that uses Mr. Obama's words out of context to make a misleading attack on Joe Biden. They say that's false. He didn't do that, and that's not true. Get it off. Meanwhile, Joe Biden got some really good news yesterday. Democratic Congressman James Clyburn announced his support for the former vice president. I know Joe. We know Joe, but most importantly, Joe knows us. Our challenge is making the greatness of this country accessible and affordable for all. If it's health care, is it accessible? Is it affordable? Education, is it accessible? Is it affordable? Housing, energy, making it accessible and affordable. And nobody with whom I've ever worked in public life is any more committed to that pledge than Joe Biden. 
South Carolina primaries on Saturday. Biden has been leading in the polls in that state. Just hours after being fired, a man returned to a brewery in Milwaukee and shot and killed five former co-workers before turning the gun on himself. Uh, former Baltimore Mayor Catherine Pugh uh, to be sentenced on federal fraud and tax charges today. Three words, it's about time. The House of Representatives overwhelmingly approved legislation making lynching a federal hate crime for the first time in U.S. history. But guess what? The vote wasn't unanimous. Uh-huh. Today's National Kiss the Kitties Day. Kids, you can talk and talk to your face. Now back to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. So the other day, Steve, we have this strawberry letter. It was a house divided over politics. A lady lost her job, she claims, over trade agreement issues. And she blamed President Obama. Now she's a big Trump supporter, and her husband does not support her decision at all. She even made a donation to Trump's campaign. She told her husband if he didn't like it, he could leave. So, Steve, you told them to get a divorce. Well, a listener wrote in, and she's very, very angry with your advice. She emailed us. Uh, Here we go. Dear Stephen Shirley, I listen to your morning show every single morning. I listen to you faithfully, and I have finally come to the point where I'm just about done after the crap I heard yesterday or after the crap I heard today. I didn't uh, I don't vote Trump, but you went way too far telling a man to divorce his wife before she supports the Trump campaign because she supports the Trump campaign. Trump campaign. First of all, you are a rich man. So how do you think that happened? Capitalism. Today, you lost eight listeners just in my family. You want to break apart marriages because they don't share a political view? You might not like Trump's mouth. Neither do I. But he's not a racist. And as a politician, he's good at his job. We aren't here to judge him personally. We are here to judge his job as president. And yes, he fired people in his cabinet. Would you work with people that were secretly leaking stuff out at your office? Hypocrisy at its best. Goodbye, Steve Harvey and Shirley! Exclamation mark. If I were you, I'd stop preparing. I'd start preparing a public apology for your racism. Uh, wow. All of our graves are the same size in the end. I tell jokes for a living. I, mm-hmm. I tell jokes. All of these <laughs> strawberry letters are not life-changing or life-altering advice tips that I give. I, I didn't think it was that serious myself. I tell jokes for a living. Now, I know you think that because you wrote this letter that I'm just saying I was joking. I, I did not. Let, let me tell you something. After I did that strawberry letter, I didn't think no more about it that day. Mm. It wasn't a point of subject or conversation. <laughs> Shirley didn't call me and go, Steve, did you really mean what you said? I, I, man, I wasn't sitting in my house with my wife going, you know what somebody did today? Somebody finna stay with somebody that support Trump. Until this morning, and Shirley read mm-hmm. this, that strawberry letter, as do none of the rest of them, even enter into my day. This show, I have said a thousand times, is for enlightenment, entertainment, and inspiration. And entertainment is a big part of this show. I don't give a damn about Donald Trump. (laughs) Now, you you a lot of lost eight listeners because you don't get to joke. But I'm not apologizing for nothing, and I ain't preparing no I'm sorry statement. I tell jokes <laughs> and, for a living. Right. And if you didn't like the and joke, for the record, tune in tomorrow. I have others. All right, coming up in 34 minutes after the hour, hold on to that thought, Steve. We'll have more on this angry listener uh, who disagrees with us. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
All right, Steve, here we go. Listener, uh, very angry with us over our response to the strawberry letter. Uh, This letter yesterday was called A House Divided Over Politics. It was about a woman who lost her job. She claims over a trade agreement uh, issues. She blamed President Obama. She's now, because of her new job, in with the black Republicans. She's a big Trump supporter. Uh, Her husband does not support her decision at all. Uh, She told him that uh, if he doesn't like the fact that she made a $500 campaign contribution to the Trump campaign, uh, that uh, he could leave if he didn't like it. Uh, all of that. So now, Steve, what do you want to say? Well, what else, he said I should say, do you want to say to this lady? He considering leaving in the yeah, letter. he did. He talked to a lawyer about divorce. He yeah, said I that. T- I told him, go ahead. <laughs> See? <laughs> no, what? No, I told him, go ahead. See, now, what you writing in here telling me you ain't listening to the show no more because you He's didn't like my man. advice. Mm-hmm. I didn't give him advice. I tell jokes. I don't know if you if you listen to the show every day. These strawberry letters, the majority of the time, I try to say something humorous about the letter. The majority of the time. The only time I stop to give concise advice and get pointed is when a young girl writes in and needs some fatherly advice or a young man writes in and needs some fatherly advice. All y'all grown-ass people that's writing in, talking about leaving your wife because she gave $500 to the Trump campaign. Man, leave her ass. If that's breaking up your marriage, back. Right. Now, as far as preparing an apology, that will not be happening. Not over these jokes. These is jokes. For those that are just tuning in, a lady, a listener wrote a letter to disagree with your response to this strawberry letter. Mm-hmm. Right. And so and she wants you to apologize because she's not listening anymore. Why are we apologizing yeah. if she ain't listening? An apology. She ain't listening no damn way. I'll tell you what else. What? I'll tell you what issue is, huh? You a capitalist, too. You didn't know that, did you? Oh, yeah. She told me, she said, you rich, you a capitalist. Okay. The lady you that want wrote me to the read letter. this letter yeah. again? That's why I don't uh-huh. care for Bernie Sanders that much. I, I understand right. that. Well, I don't care for him that much. I'll vote for him if he run. If he the nominee, I'll vote for him. Yeah, but I don't care nominee, for him that yeah. much. Because I, I don't like... Yeah, I don't like that title. So, you know, I'm a capitalist. Yeah, I am. But ain't everybody on this show is a capitalist. Mm-hmm. Everybody, everybody on this show ch- is not well, coming down here unless they get capital. You better talk. <laughs> Capitalistic <laughs> society, okay? One of them. Shirley is you not, were, and Shirley's yeah, uh-huh. a good Christian. She is not coming in <laughs> well, here. Thank you. If she no, don't sir. get her capital. Mm-hmm. So, no, ma'am, sir. I don't no, know sir. what to say to you. I apologize for the fact that you didn't because. get the joke. But that's all that is. And well, I won't be doing any of that. So she said, if cool. I were you, I'd start preparing a public apology for your racism. All of our graves are the same size in the end. Now that line right there. I don't get that one. So you going to kill said- me? Because I think <laughs> Donald Trump has done some racist stuff. Excuse me. Is it is it not racist to ban seven Muslim countries from traveling? Oh, everybody in the country. The terrorists, you a threat to us. Yeah. All of, is it building the wall? Wanting mm. a bigger, taller wall? Is denying these young uh 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 people who have been in the this dreamers. country 
the dreamers, dreamers yeah. citizenship. Mm-hmm. That's not right. Hanging that over the head. I, I just think it is. Now, w- do I hate him? No. No. Well, I don't hate good nobody. Good people on What's... both sides at a KKK rally. Yeah, yeah. That's, that was kind of funky. You know. And the thing about it is, the man was considering divorce himself. You, I mean, it wasn't the like you suggested I didn't suggest yeah. you yeah. get married. He said, I've seen an attorney. I can't take this. Yeah. I'm thinking about a divorce. Yeah. I said, get you one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me have y'all's attention. This is Steve Hart. Yes, Steve. And I approve this message. Yeah. Coming up next, nephew Tommy in the building with today's prank phone call right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today. The subject is, you're not as sexy as you think you are. Mm-hmm. All right, get ready. Right now, nephew is in the building with today's prank phone call. What do you have for us today, I, Nev? I got it, Carla. This, I mean, Shirley, this is redip. 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 Yeah. Let's go, catch up. Hello. Hello. Uh, I'm trying to reach uh, Pastor Henry. Oh, uh, this Pastor Henry. Oh, how you my... doing, sir? You, you're the oh. pastor of uh, Greater New Hope Baptist, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, yes, I am. May I ask who's calling? Uh, my name is Patrick. My name is Patrick Davis. How you doing, sir? I, I went there uh, to your church about a, about two and a half years ago. I went there, and, and me and oh, my wife, okay. we got, yeah, we got our kids baptized there at your church. Oh. Uh, are you coming back to us, or are you, uh, uh, what's well, your current well, church home? Well, we haven't, we haven't been in a minute, you know, but you, you, you baptized my, my, my son and my daughter, uh, Kareem and All right. Okay. You baptize them. I don't. I don't think you. I mean, I'm sure you do a lot of people, but yeah, I was about to say I do a lot. I can't really pinpoint a name like that. You said it was about a couple years ago, two, three yeah, years. Yeah, by, by, by two and, between two and between two and three years ago, you you baptized my my little girl and my and my son. Well, God bless on that. I'm, I'm glad I was able to do that service for you. I was wondering, uh, how how'd you get my number? Uh, usually, uh, any any things like this usually get handled with the church. You know, one of my deacons or my secretary, but uh. Uh, did you um, call the church and they gave you my number? Um, this this guy at the church. Let me see. His name is oh, Dobbs. Dobbs, brother, brother Dobbs, brother, brother Dobbs gave you my phone number. My information, brother Dobbs. I got this from brother Dobbs that I okay. could reach you. I could reach you now. You you know him, right? He he's one of your deacons. A, a yeah, brother I, 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 he's, that's a good man right there. I've known him many a year. Okay, here's my reason for wanting to talk to you directly. Uh, okay. Like, like I said, you baptized my little girl, Taylor, and my son, Kareem. What, what is baptizing is supposed to be? You cleansing them and you washing them. Right. Okay, uh, here's me... my problem. Here's my problem. You baptized my kids, but ain't nothing changed. They they grades still bad. I mean, they still I'm disobedient. Brother, uh, I don't see where your baptism Brother David, is done correct? anything. Hold, hold, hold on, let Brother me tell you Look, but, but, but if you don't pass me, Pastor Henry, if you just let me what? finish, I don't see where your baptizing has done anything. Therefore, Brother all David, the ties and I stuff that I spent when I was there, okay. I want that money back. <laughs> now, now, okay, now you confuse me. I'm, I'm not sure. 
I think, you know, we need to stop this madness right now because you're talking about you want money back. Uh, I, I'm, I, I I'm more likely to baptize your kids. I've been at this church for, for many years, so I, I won't doubt that I'm probably the, the, the pastor you, you're looking for. But I just don't understand what you're trying to get at here about the baptism. Did, did I'm, I'm saying you're supposed to when, when, when people get baptized, it's supposed to change okay. them. Am I right or wrong? A cleansing. Okay, I see. Yes, cleanse but, them. But but my kids. Are, are, no, let me let me my, ask you. I'm just, I'm, I'm just trying to bro, bro, I'm just just trying to get to the bottom of this. You know, I mean, because like I said, when we get my the, church the usually handles this. I still don't understand how you listen, got my number. Listen, the bottom of it is. Yo, your baptizing ain't doing nothing. My kids well, still grave bad. They still disobedient. Well, yo, is yo that why they haven't been coming to that? church? You said you're not going to any congregation. Maybe you guys need to come on back to church, sit in on some sermons. You know, I even work with you one-on-one, but um, I, can't, I can't do nothing about the grades in school. I mean, and, 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 and overall behavior. When, 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 you, when you have baptized them, I should see a change in them, and I don't see a change. But all the time well, I was going to your church, I'm paying for these tithes, well, and I'm not that, getting anything. Hey, man, I'll, at the end of the day, Pastor Henry, I want my money back. That's what, that's what we have at the end that, of the that's day. Not, well, so that's, brother Davis, that's not how it works, brother. You, you understand? I, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to raise my voice at you, but you, you're, all over the, you're all over the place. You want money back? You, I, I don't understand. What, what can I do for you? I, I can tell you now. I told you what you can do. My kids, I, I got them baptized over there with you. All that time I was going to your church, I'm paying these tithes, paying these tithes, paying these tithes. And I get my kids baptized. And, and but the tithes don't go have nothing to do with the, the baptism. The tithes have something to do with all the time I spent over there, and I'm not getting oh. anything in return. Brother, and brother. that's what you call How, in, how in the world am I going to figure out how much tithes you pay? Oh, I know exactly. Did you ever think about that? I know exactly. No, 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 no. You're calling my phone with this nonsense. You're not even a a, a member of my congregation, and I I just don't like it. So, let me ask you this. Who do you think you're raising your voice at, Pastor? No. Just because you're a man of the cloth don't mean that. Just because I'm a man of God don't mean I can't cut your out. You understand that, brother? If it's something you need to deal with, you need to talk to the people at the church. Why do I need to talk to Brother Dobbs when I'm talking because to the problem? I do I'm not talking to the problem you. right now. You're the problem, Pastor. You oh, oh the I'm problem. the problem. I just spent a bunch of tithe money, and I want, I know exactly how much I spent over there, and I want my money back. Brother, how about that? That's what I care about, your tithe. So about what? that? I said, f- your tithe. You want me to spell it out? Oh, well, here's some time. Look at him. Look at him. Spell it. I bet they know how to spell it. Okay. Oh, don't okay. be calling me about no damn behavior issues with your kids. Are you baptized? That's the question you need to be asking. Is you living your life sanctified, huh? You, you, you know what? You know what, brother? I, I didn't got out beside myself, and I'm sorry, brother. I, I should not be using foul language against you. I think what's going on, we need, to, we need to get you and your children, your wife, come on down to service on Sunday. I will sit with you as long as I can. I, I, truly, not, I truly think counseling and talk is the only way out of this. Yeah. We, we, we yeah. should not be fighting on this phone. Yeah, yes, yes, sir. Uh, now, once again, I, I hope you accept my apology for my language. Yeah, now, yes, now, can I ask yes, you something? Now, go ahead, son. I can hear you. Okay. Brother Dobbs tells me that you and him are together. Take some, your time. Y'all together some morning having coffee. You and Brother Dobbs are every morning that that I'm not at either a function or doing something for the building maintenance with the church. Yeah, we, we definitely. He's a good brother. Like I told you, I've known him for many years. 
Right, right. And he said, now, when y'all having coffee, that y'all y'all listening to the radio. Is, 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 is that right? Yeah, well, I suppose. Do y'all be listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show? Yeah, it's always on the radio. <laughs> hey, Pastor. What's so fun? This is, Nep- this is Nephew Tommy, man, from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Brother Dobbs just got me to prank phone call you. <laughs> no! <laughs> No, wait, wait. So Brother Dobbs knew about this. He the one gave me your number. <laughs> I'm too scared to cuss another word or say anything out of my character. I didn't think I didn't did enough for a lifetime today. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, I'm, I'm probably as real as they come, and I, I tell my congregation all the time, I even slip up. So I think it would only be right if you play <laughs> Let me ask you something, man. What is the baddest? And I'm talking about the baddest. It's 20. Oh, man. man. You already know, man. The Steve Harvey Morning Show. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) What y'all think? That was too dumb. I didn't didn't cuss him. He cussed me, though. I ain't cuss him. Yeah. I ain't cussing. You, you pushed his well, buttons too far, Tommy. Him. You were wrong for I that. I did. I did. But let, but let me ask He's... you something. Ain't that what I'm supposed to do? Yeah, but not Man, with the pastor. Come on now. <laughs> you wrong for this. Uh, <laughs> won't be going to his church. <laughs> right. No, he all right. He's not invited at all. He, he, he all right. He all right. He going to be all right. He, he good. <sighs> Lord. He good. He good. Pastor, pastor apologizing and everything. <laughs> oh, that's too I far. Know, of yeah. course. It's like too much. All right. Bay Area this weekend, tickets on sale, Tommy T's, and then the following weekend is Dothan, Alabama, and then laying in the cut is Montgomery, Alabama. Then I'm going to make a big announcement and tell y'all what's going on Easter weekend. I'm hooking up with Bishop T.D. Jakes. Yes, I am. Boy, I'm telling you, the nephew, right now. stupid is all over the place. Nice. I ain't pranking him. I don't don't be stupid with mm-hmm. Bishop Jakes, mm-hmm. please. Don't mess up the money. Please don't mm-hmm. do that. <laughs> So shame. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. All right, thank you, nephew. Coming up next, Strawberry Letter subject. You're not as sexy as you think you are, okay? We'll get into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Time now for today's Strawberry Letter. And if you need advice on relationships, dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to steveharveyfm.com and click Submit Strawberry Letter, okay? We could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one right here, right now. Buckle up. Hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is. Strawberry Letter. Subject, you're not as sexy as you think you are. Dear Stephen Shirley, I'm a 30-year-old married woman, and my husband and I have been together for six years. We have a three-year-old son, and since I had the baby, our intimacy has gotten a little stale. We tried role-playing, watching videos, and talking dirty to keep the magic going, but nothing helped. A friend suggested we put a full-length mirror next to our bed because it worked for her and her hubby. They love watching themselves getting it on. My husband and I decided to try it. We bought a big mirror and put it right next to our bed. The first night we got busy, I was disgusted and utterly mortified at what I saw. I haven't lost all the weight from when I was pregnant and seeing myself from those angles and in the crazy positions my husband likes, I was ashamed at what I saw, and he did not look that great either. 
Uh, I was so turned off by watching us get it on, but my husband loved it. I tried to keep my eyes closed, but he wanted me to look him in the eye the entire time. I faked it. <laughs> I faked wow. it until he was done. He asked me if I loved it, and I yelled, Heck no, I, didn't, I don't like it at all. He said that I had to get used to it because he feels like our sex life is back to normal. I want to crack the mirror and throw it out. I tactfully told him that he's overweight and so am I, but he said he doesn't care how he looks and the mirror is staying. <laughs> I have been dieting since then to get myself back in shape and I've lost a few pounds, but he is not working out or dieting. So I'm stuck looking at his big wide naked behind all the time. How do I <laughs> tell him <laughs> I knew you were going to like that line. Come on now. How do I tell him that he is not sexy without insulting him or making him feel self-conscious? Please advise. Well, I mean, you know, I'm glad at least you found something thanks to your uh, good friends to help you get your groove back. Uh, a big mirror. Uh, who knew that was the answer? Because you said your sex life had been getting stale. So this is good. I mean, you could look at this at least a couple of different ways. You can choose to concentrate on your partner's body like you've done and and not, you know, get into the act itself. That would be boring and utterly disgusting, as you said, uh, because you couldn't get past his body or yours at the time. The other way you could look at it is just to go with the moment and forget what he looks like. Uh, just, you know, get into it. The good thing is that it did motivate you, I'll say this, to get in better shape for yourself, which is good for your health. But... Um, um, you want to know how do you tell him that he's not sexy because you don't want to do it without insulting him I, or, or making him feel self-conscious. I mean, you said <laughs> you said you told him that you didn't like it. And he said, well, he did. And the mirror staying. So you got to try and persuade him, you know, in, in the best way you can. And sounds like you know how to do it because he's happy now. To let him know that, you know, why don't you guys, you know, get healthy, eat better so you can look good in the mirror. That turns you on. You have to tell him stuff like that so he'll get into it, all right? <laughs> I, I think if you tell him in that way, you know, he won't feel self-conscious about it and you won't insult him. All right, Steve? Well, well, well. <laughs> well, you ain't as sexy as you think you are. Well, this 30-year-old married woman, her husband, been together six years, I got a three-year-old. And, uh, you know, the intimacy kind of got a little stale, so they tried some things. You know, they were doing role-playing, they've been watching videos, talking dirty, but nothing helped. A friend of yours told y'all, y'all need to get a full-length mirror, put it next to y'all's bed, and, and and look at y'all self. Now, the first night y'all did it, you got disgusted and utterly mortified at what you saw because you ain't lost all the weight from when I was pregnant. And, and that's understandable. You know, that baby weight, it's hard to get it off. But you didn't, you, now you're too hard on yourself now. And you've been seeing yourself from all these angles and the crazy positions your husband was like, you ain't know you look like that. See, you know why? Because you're looking at yourself from the side. I have forewarned y'all. The best way to look at yourself naked is fresh out the shower, don't dry off, and walk directly head on straight to the mirror. 
That's your absolute best naked body. Woo. Don't dry off and do mm. not turn sideways. Lord, have mercy. <laughs> I came out what the bathroom. What happens when he turns sideways, Steve? See, I came out the bathroom one time taking a shower and I was going over to my closet and I walked past the mirror and I ran right quick because I thought somebody was in the bathroom. And it was my fat ass. It was me. I thought somebody was in the bathroom. You try to come there. up from on it. Yeah, and I, it was me. Crazy. Because I looked at myself from the side. So, so you're seeing yourself from the side. I was ashamed. And he didn't look that great either. You got so turned off watching, but your husband liked it. I try to keep my eyes closed, but he want me to look him in the eye the entire time. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a turn on right there. I faked it till he was done. He asked me if I loved it. I said, hell no. He said, well, you better get used to it because we back and I'm going to keep it like that. So now he keeping the mirror and you trying to yeah. figure out how to tell him he's not sexy without insulting him or making him feel self-conscious. I had that answer for you soon. Right, at 23 minutes after the hour, today's Strawberry Letter subject, you're not as sexy as you think you are. We'll get back into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, come on, let's recap today's Strawberry Letter subject, you're not as sexy as you think you are. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they done messed around and bought this mirror, listening to a friend of hers. Friend told me to add spice into your sex life. When they put the mirror up and they got busy, the woman did not like the way she looked because she ain't lost her baby weight. She got a three-year-old and she was mortified at the way she looked from some of the angles that her and her, her husband had her doing. So she didn't like it. She was ashamed. But here the thing was, he didn't look that great either. So she was so turned off by us getting it on that she tried to close her eyes. Now he wanted me, he wanted her to look at her in the eye the entire time. So she faked that he was gone. He asked me if I loved it. I said, hell no, I don't like it all. Well, he said, you better get used to it because we feel like our sex life is back. I want to crack that mirror and throw it out. Now I'm going to show you how to do that. When, tomorrow night you wear some heels. And then act like it get good to <laughs> yeah. you. Hang your leg off the bed and kick it. That'll crack the mirror and break it. It'll be over. And he'll think it's because he was really bringing it. All you want to do is scoot over to the edge of the bed, let that leg fall off, and kick that damn mirror with them heels on. Okay, we can get rid of that. But I tactfully told him he's overweight and so am I. He said he don't care how he look. And the mirror stands. I've been dieting since then to get myself back in shape. I've lost a few pounds, but he ain't working out or dying. So I'm stuck looking at his big, wide, naked behind all the time. How do I tell him he's not sexy without insulting him or making him feel self-conscious? Here's what you got to do. When a man think he bringing it, you can't Mm -hmm. insult him. So what you have to do is you have to insult him, but in complimentary insulting ways. You have to insult him, but in complimentary 
sexy ways. Oh, come on, fat daddy. Yeah, you got to <laughs> say stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Spank me with your fat. You know, you got to say stuff like that. Dad, he, that, that'll turn him on. And but then he'll go, wait yeah. a minute, what? Spank me with mm-hmm. your fat, you know. Oh, I see you, fat boy. Ooh, bring it. Oh, uh, Pillsbury Doughboy can't be this good. You got to say stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Ooh, My mission is Ooh, your wide ass <laughs> is bringing it. Yes, <laughs> You know, just start singing his Santa Claus is coming to town. Oh, yeah. Santa, Santa Claus is coming to town. Yeah. You got to do that. You got to come up with names and... Uh, Oh, Fat Albert is in the building. You got to say stuff like that. But say it during sex where he, after a while, he go, wait a minute. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Who, who the hell are you calling Fat Albert? Well, I was just looking in the mirror, baby. That's who you remind me of. Don't stop. Keep going. And you just got to, you got to crack him with insults that are complimentary. Complimentary insults. Right. will he get the message you think uh, one of them one of them gonna be real really be striking her with it you know you just gotta say stuff oh fats domino you got to say it like that you know oh look at my little butterball turkey you know what? Oh, you better come you. on with your big, wide, naked ass. Just <laughs> Look how wide you is. Boy, let me tell you something. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Boy, you might not be long, but who are you wide? Oh, <laughs> wait a minute. What? What? What, what, what did she say? Ooh, you so ain't doing nothing, but ooh, insult. you wide, though. Ooh, your back is wide. <laughs> give, give. Uh, Boy, all I, can, I can't even see the headboard. Ooh, you got some ass. <laughs> <laughs> Anything. Anything. Is, is, is that your stomach on my stomach? That's it. Uh-huh. That's it. Yeah. Man. You know, you know, hold up. You know, I appreciate you. You know, getting into it and everything, but you you don't you don't think you're saying a little bit too much. Well, I'm 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 just saying what I see. <laughs> That's all I'm doing. See something, yeah. say something. Yeah. <laughs> see something, say something. You know, I'm all I know. I'm just you know I'm in here all this mirror, all this mirror, all these angles and everything. Oh, come uh. on, oh, Mr. Walrus, what we gonna do tonight? <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Thank you, Steve. We got the message. All right. Post your comments on today's Strawberry oh, Letter. Steve Harvey. Look, can I say one last thing? One last thing. And if that don't work, divorce him. Mm-hmm. as i was saying post your comments on today's strawberry letter at steve harvey fm on instagram and facebook please don't forget to check out the strawberry letter podcast on demand now coming up at 46 after the hour from the talk it will be our girl cheryl underwood right after this you're listening to the steve harvey morning show Coming up at the top of the hour, Carla's reality update. But right now, 
Steve, please introduce our girl from the talk, the one and only. Ladies and gentlemen, Cheryl Underwood. <laughs> well, thank you, Steve Harvey, for that dignified introduction. Hey, Junior. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Underwood? Stick to your segment. We ain't got time Hi. for this. Anyway, this is what I really need to do. Junior, you know I'm getting on a plane, and I'm going to South Carolina. Now, this is for real. Well, really, I'm already here. Okay, let me just make it plain for everybody. I'm already in South Carolina. And what am I doing in South Carolina? I'm going to talk to the presidential campaigns. I'm just going to walk up to them like a citizen of these United States. And my question Mm. is... What are you going to do to turn up the turnout? That's our new thing, brothers and sisters, turning up the turnout. Why? Hmm. Because if we don't get in the process, they going to pick somebody for us. And this debate mm-hmm. did not make anybody feel good about anybody running. Now, for everybody that got mad at me last week for talking about Bernie Sanders, I'm going to stay for real on this Bernie Sanders thing. You cannot get up and praise Fidel Castro and think you're going to get in the White House. Mm. They want you to do that. You can't sell all mm. these stories about what you're going to do but don't know how to pay for it because no next bitch McConnell is Ooh. waiting for you. They wow. going to keep what the happened? Senate. The Republic is going to keep the Senate. But I'll be sitting in the Republican meetings listening to the plan and this is not going to work. Elizabeth Warren, you criticize Michael Bloomberg and it still didn't increase your position in the polls. They arguing about stuff that they ain't did in the possessions they had, in the positions they had. Uh, Gucci guy, what the booty says or whatever. Mm-hmm. If the if the Negroes in South Bend, Indiana ain't for you, wow. then who going to be Your for town. you? Let, we going to keep mm-hmm. it real. So here's my question to all of them that I will be asking all of them since they keep wanting to invite me to take pictures. What are you going to do to turn up the turnout and send to the DNC? What money are you going to invest in black radio and black newspapers so that you can speak directly to us? Because according to everybody on that stage, they raising money and they got it and ain't none of it came to us. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm in South Carolina. So when you see me, brothers and sisters, you know what I'm about to do. My question is, and I'm going to start with Tom Steyer because he's the only mm-hmm. one who wife wanted to talk to me. If you do not mm-hmm. buy spots on black radio like you do you all go. other stations, then I'm not allowing That's right. any interviews on this show. Hey, Y'all, Steve, I got a way for us to do it. Can I come back in the next segment? I'm going to tell yes, you how we can do yes, it. Yes, we yes, started okay. it all right, in all right. 2016. Let's take a break. We'll be back with more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, we've asked Cheryl to um, stay for this break so we continue this political uh, conversation. You were saying uh, that you want to make sure that uh, these politicians who are making all these promises spend money uh, in black radio. You know, I just think think that Cheryl is on to something because, you know, stop assuming that we are just Mm going to vote for you because you're Democrat. Or we're going to vote for you just because you make an appearance on the show. I think that money is spent on Rush Limbaugh, Hannity. I think money is spent on uh, my man uh, Seacrest. Uh, I know money is spent on radio spots, candidates. But very rarely 
do we see money spent on black radio? And so mm-hmm. I think that this year, and I want to hear your thoughts on this, Cheryl. I really want to make a concerted mm-hmm. effort. And it's just about, and you can call it what you want to call it, but in all mm-hmm. fairness, respect our vote like you respect yes. everybody else's vote. Don't assume mm-hmm. yes. that I'm going to just crack this mic and put you in the White House. There Buy you spots go. like everybody else. You know, you all spending right. money. Y'all know what this business is. This is a capitalistic That's society, right. like that lady said on about mm-hmm. me on the email. Uh, Steve Harvey, you're a capitalist. Okay. Not, yeah, not going to deny that. Out of uh, it. That's yeah, right. I, I want right. capital for everything on my list. So I'm a capitalist. That's right. So what, what Ooh, are your thoughts, Cheryl? <laughs> this, this is my thought. When, in 2016, remember you and I and other radio entities came together with Black Radio Solidarity Day to drive souls to the polls. Well, we're going to do Black Radio Solidarity, period. We already have 438 radio entities signed up. Go to www.blackradiosolidarity.com. Under this portal, this is why I'm walking up to candidates and going, tell me how much money do you plan on spending to turn up the turnout that you're going to put not just in black radio, but in black newspapers, on social media, influencers. What are you going to do? We wrapping buses. We're going to drive all the way August, you got to get the young people to remember what you wanted them to do. And I think if we join together and we say to the DNC first, you need to be putting some money over here. You they what this is what they say. Everybody trusts you. Everybody know you. All right, then you trust me enough to invest in me holding this microphone and speaking to people. Am I right, Steve Harvey? Mm-hmm. Am I right with this? Yeah, I think I think that's because the way that's to go about it. I think because I mm-hmm. I want to just issue a statement to all the Democratic uh, candidates. Post, uh, candidates. Yeah. Listen, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, buy some time, just like y'all buying right. these Bloomberg. Now I give go. Bloomberg credit for this. To me, me too. so far. He's the only one that has a plan with an with a dollar amount attached to it to aid the black community to help it with some of his mm-hmm. problems. Now, Shirley and I were talking about this off the air. It is true. Mm-hmm. We don't hear from politicians until it's election time. Right. Now, after they get in, ain't sure. no more plans for black people. Nope. Ain't, ain't no more nothing. That's why I've mm-hmm. never... Mm-hmm. I've never put my faith in politicians. And and, and, and and I'm not gonna put my faith in any of them now because I've yet to see the politician that gets in there and works tirelessly. Now what Obama did was the healthcare act was done to mm-hmm. aid so many black people and so many mm-hmm. white people. The education mm-hmm. clauses he brought about aided so many mm-hmm. black people. So many white people. Right. When you're president of the United States, you got to be president for all people. But you all also have to people. remember that That's all right. people have special needs, mm-hmm. special concerns, mm-hmm. and special right. ways that they got to go about it. And your policies have to mm-hmm. do something to touch all of us. Black Radio Solidarity, all of us coming together, all of us need to come together and say, if you want our vote, you better come and talk to us, answer questions, and put money on black radio and black newspapers. That's all I got Period. to say. Bye, Cheryl. Mm-hmm. Yes. We'll be right back. All right, y'all. Cheryl. Thank you so much. Yeah. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
Federal health officials said that the spread of the coronavirus is inevitable in the U.S. despite the low-key response and reassurances from the president and his administration. And Shushat, principal director, a uh, deputy uh, director of the Centers for De- Disease Control and Prevention, said Tuesday, an afternoon press conference, we believe the immediate risk here in the United States remains low and we're working hard to keep that risk low. But earlier in the day, Today, another CDC official had a more dire warning. Nancy Massanier, the director of the National Center for Immunization and Respiratory Diseases at the CDC, said, ultimately, we expect we will see communities spread in the United States. OK, it is not a question of if this will happen, but when this will happen and how many people in this country will have severe illnesses. <laughs> wow. <sighs> Yeah, that that is not good news. I mean, you know, but I, I'm I'm a little uh, hesitant mm-hmm. for that that dire, you know, what do you call it? Progn- prognosis. I, I, I just, mm-hmm. you know, look, that man when Ebola came out, boy, they had a heart attack on Come this on, boy. right here, and they mm-hmm. had everybody mm-hmm. in here thinking the the sky is falling. I mean, at one point in time, man, somebody has to say, hey, look, we're monitoring this. We've got it under control mm-hmm. right now. As of right now, it's not a matter of where, but when. All right. Uh, we'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show and some trending news at 33 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. We are talking about the coronavirus and um, how we're getting different responses from the Center for Disease Control. Um, <laughs> the latest is it's not a question of if it'll happen in the U.S., but when it will happen in the U.S. and how many people in this country will have severe illnesses. Hey, See, um, that, that's scary. Go ahead, Tom. Scary let, sounding. Let me ask you something. You know, I'm, I'm traveling yeah. all the time, airport to airport. When I see these people with this mask thing on, is it really, is that helping? I mean, what air are you? They say no. Yeah, I yeah. mean, what are you breathing? You're breathing, it's coming through there, ain't it? So is it stopping a sickness from coming in? I've, I didn't have one know. on before. Yeah. It's just too damn hot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, but they say it, well, it doesn't. Well, also, too, um, if you have you. it, you won't spread it as well okay. as a preventive That's probably better. If you have think. it, cool. But if you don't have it, what? Mm-hmm. Well, it ain't just the, the can, breathing. It's the touching, too. Yeah. The surfaces yeah. you touch. Yeah. It's very contagious. So you can have this mask on and somebody slap you on the back. It ain't doing no damn. What? What? Well, it's got to enter a porous area of your body for, to my understanding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can't get it off your shirt. I mean, you're not going to get it if somebody put on your shirt. But your skin, if you touch your eyes or your mouth mm-hmm. and your skin is come in contact with But it's a respiratory disease. So if a person coughs or sneezes, the particles in the air, the moisture, has that, yes. has that sickness in it. And because it passes through the air, mm-hmm. it does yeah. not lose its intensity. This is why I read this today. Okay. And that's why yeah. I'm just saying it. Because this, mm-hmm. you sneeze and the moisture comes out and, and you have a, it's infected on you. It doesn't diminish because it went into the air. If, it, it. if you breathe right in or somebody in your face or you get it on your hand and put it in your mouth or your eye, you know, it's spreading. So they're saying mm-hmm. that when you wear the mask, it keeps you from touching your mouth 
and breathing in any airborne impurities directly into it because it gets trapped on the mat. And you got to constantly wash your hands. Wash your hands. So like I'll be flying this weekend. So I'm going to take a lot of Purell, hand sanitizer, Mm -hmm. and wipes. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to wipe my little area down. And don't come over here touching. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I know that's right. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, chair ass off the seat. <laughs> Excuse me, man. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Literally. I'll be saying the same thing. Yeah. You got to be right careful. Right in Delta first class. Yeah, just be thing. careful and please, you know, wash your hands constantly and, and take precautions. Now, can you have sex yeah. with the mask on, too? Yeah, you can. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm just yeah. trying to make sure. All right, sure. Uh, coming up, our... Our last break of the day and some closing remarks from Steve Harvey at 49 God. minutes after the hour. Right after this, the show is ignorant. But naked with a You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, here we are. Our last break of the day. It's the last break of the day. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> what are it's you doing? <laughs> it's I, been I a good day, though. A good day. It. Oh, you weren't? No, uh, we're so used to it now. Today. I know. But I, okay. I went over we're so today. used to it now. Don't spoil us and then try to take it away. Well, Jay started and then he forgot how he did yeah, it. Yeah, he did. That's what started. <laughs> I know. It's the last break of the day. Yeah. yeah that's when you're old. <laughs> no, no, Jay. <laughs> that's not it, Jay. <laughs> that didn't move us. But it's been a good Thursday. Good Thursday. Yeah. It has. yeah. Look forward to Friday so, and the here weekend. We go. Uh, let me do this. You know, um, I, I try to say things that are encouraging to people in my closing remarks to give you some uplift. Uh, but what I want to tell you about is in your climb to success and in your uh, desire to become happy, and whatever success is to you, it doesn't matter to me. Everybody has to define it for themselves just like everybody defines happiness for themselves. But if you're trying to build something, if you're trying to get yourself together, if you're trying to go places, I I wanna just put a couple of things in your head. You've got to be conscious of the people that you surround yourself with. You know, you've all heard the old saying, birds of a feather flock together. Association brings on participation. This is just the bottom line truth. Somebody told me one time, they said, Steve, name your five closest friends. So I named them. Then he said, describe them as people. And I described them. And he said, thank you. He said, now I know what I need to know about you. I said, what do you mean by that? He said, if you name your five closest friends and then you describe your five closest friends, you have just given me an overall description of you. Because you pick, you actually get to choose your friends and you choose your friends for qualities that you like about them. You become friends with people because you have so many things in common. You don't have friends where you have nothing in common. You wouldn't pick them as your friend, would you? No, you wouldn't. And so what happens is, in that experiment he gave me, I said, wow. 
So I started really taking inventory and started thinking about the people that were around me. And I discovered something, man. There were some people around me that really weren't good for me. See, somebody sent me this one time. He said, a dead battery can't jump a dead battery. You got to get away from people who can't charge your spirit when you need a jump. Uh-oh. A dead battery can't jump a dead battery. Get away from people who can't charge your spirit when you need a jump. How many times, man, have you needed some uplift? How many times have you needed a word of encouragement and the person you turned to had nothing for you but more of the same? You need some new people. You can't build an empire when you surround yourself with bulldozers waiting to tear you down. Surround yourself with people who will give you bricks and mortar and build a foundation for success. You got to really get conscious of the people that surround you because I'm telling y'all, man, they play a role in your life. As long as they're around you and you are welcoming them in, they play a role in your life. And you may not even have paid it any attention, but little bit by little bit, they either take a piece or they add a piece. So you've got to pay attention who's around you because you can't build an empire when you surround yourself with bulldozers, bulldozers waiting to tear you down. Surround yourself with people who give you bricks and mortar and build a foundation for success. Check it. Just just run a check, y'all. Just do this. Just, just, just run inventory. Take a close look at the people you're associating yourself with. And sometimes, man, you just stay friends with people just a little bit too long. Just a little bit too long. Because some people have stopped being your friend a long time ago. But you're such a committed person. You're such a loyal person that you stay loyal to them long after they've stopped being loyal to you. Somebody used to work for me taught me a valuable lesson. And I never forgot it. He said, OG, loyalty has an expiration date. I was telling this to my wife one time and Marjorie, she didn't like that saying. She said, Steve, I don't like when you say that. And we were talking and talking. And so just a few years went by. The other day I was talking with Marjorie and she said, you know what, Steve? I finally understand what you're saying. You're not saying that your loyalty has an expiration date. What you've been trying to tell me is people that I'm trying to stay loyal to have oftentimes stopped being loyal to me. But because I'm a kind person, I've tried to stay loyal to them when their loyalty for me expired a long time ago. I said, that's all I'm saying. I'm not talking to everybody. I'm telling you as a warning. Be conscious of the fact that loyalty has an expiration date. And it usually ain't you. It's usually somebody else. Take an inventory. Make sure all the people who once were loyal are still loyal. Make sure that everybody in your life that's a battery can charge you up when your spirit needs to jump. And make sure that the people around you that you're trying to build an empire around are not actually bulldozers trying to tear you down. Those are my closing remarks. Y'all have a great day. I'm out of here. Have a great weekend.
For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 